Jackie, that intro. I know, it makes me happy. Does you it know, make you happy? It does. It is yeah. the most exciting, uh, lit yes. intro this side of the Mississippi. I'll go on record to say that, Jackie. Well, it just makes me happy because it portrays this city so well. It does. Yes. Welcome to the social space. Yes. I'm Eric Crossland, and sitting across from me, some call her the wonder of Winthorst. Oh, well, I've never been called that that I know of. I just of, called it to I'll you right it. now. Jackie Hager, how are you doing, Jackie? Hello, I am a Winthorst girl, no doubt about it, uh, but I spend as much time in Wichita Falls. Oh, you really do, yeah. uh, but a lot of what's going on in Winthorst and whatnot is the focus of today's show we have a third host Jackie that will be sitting next to us once things get back to normal as everyone's been saying yes. his name is Andrew Bell why don't we bring him and our three guests on right now great they're gonna join us via zoom <laughs> oh who would have thought invest in zoom before all this started no kidding no kidding <laughs> all right Jackie do you want to run give us the rundown this time I would since love you know everyone to. so well we've got uh, three amazing guests today I'm real excited about tonight's show so we have Marty McKenzie who is VP of industry and image relations at Dairy Max and uh, you'll understand why he's real important to us okay. here shortly he's in an orange box he is and then uh, we have well, we have a retired police officer, city councilman, former mayor, dear friend, and now he is with the Shepherd Military Affairs Committee, better known as SMAC, Glenn Barham. Smack Daddy. Smack Daddy. <laughs> He's your Smack there Daddy. There we go. He's laying the smack down. And then we have co-owner of Textine Dairy in Winthorst, Texas. That would be my brother, Chad Steinberger. We're Glad you're here. He's out. This is your call. real life brother. It is my. I really you grew have, up with this guy. I did grow up with. Oh, this we gotta guy. get some. I'm dirt afraid so. Yes, yeah. <laughs> He's a keeper. And then, of course, right below him is uh, the famous from the office, Hager Communications, and our co-host Andrew Bell. Yeah, and it happens to be random and has as have how they call in. So we got Andrew at the bottom today. That's just a <laughs> that's just a random draw. Amen. He got here last. <laughs> All right. Well, Jackie, um, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're starting out. We're once again, we're in this setup while social distancing yes. is happening. Jackie and I are eight feet away from each other. So we got people calling in Zoom. We're going to talk to Glenn first. Glenn, for those people like myself who have who have never heard the acronym, but have maybe heard of the organization. Exactly what is SMAC? Well, SMAC is the Shepherd Military Affairs Committee. Uh, Back in 2005, SMAC was established as a result of a base realignment and closure round where Shepherd Air Force Base lost the medical training wing. 2,000 people moved to San Antonio over about a five-year time span. There's about a $48 million uh, economic loss to the Wichita Falls, Wichita County area. Wow. Uh, it, it impacted the community pretty severely, so community leaders got together and and uh, come up with the uh, Shepherd Military Affairs Committee, of which I am now the president. Golly. Mr. Barham, I know that uh, y'all have a capital campaign ramping up. Where does, where does that money go and who does it support? Well, the, the capital campaign, Andrew, is a, it's a, usually a three-year campaign. Uh, that money is used to fund our operations along with funding that we receive from the city of Wichita Falls, Burkmanette Iowa Park, as well as Wichita County. Uh, you know, with that money, we advocate for Shepherd. We're a voice for the community between the community and, and to Shepherd. And we work closely with leaders and decision makers that play a key role in maintaining Shepherd's current missions. We also work to pursue new missions for Shepherd. 
And as I mentioned, we're funded by those governmental entities. Uh, we also have further financial support that comes from the capital campaign that you mentioned. Uh, we just kicked that off in, in uh, early March before all of this COVID-19 craziness started. Mm. And uh, uh, it has impacted our, our uh, funding levels. Uh, the, the funding is coming in at a much slower rate than it did this time three years ago. And I fully understand that. Sure. And, and I don't expect it to pick up until this, uh, we get somewhat back to normal. You know, I don't think we realize just how blessed Wichita Falls is to have Shepherd Air Force Base. Mm. And, you know, while you may not drive by it every day, I see those T-38s flying and it always makes me stop or I'm walking to my car out of the office and I hear it. Yeah. And it just makes you want to stop and be so grateful for the impact Shepherd Air Force Base gives to this city. Glenn, I think yeah. SMAC is so important. It is that conduit between the public of Wichita Falls all of the citizens and Shepherd. If any one of our citizens wanted to help financially, whether it was just $25 or whatever, how did they step up to be able to help you? Well, they can, uh, Jackie, they can turn to our webpage, smacktx.org, and there's a PayPal link there on the webpage to where they can make donations. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing the community support that Shepherd Air Force Base has. Uh, the people of this community have stepped up for years and they continue to do so through this crisis. And, uh, you know, we look forward to things getting back to normal so that we can, can uh, instead of having to talk to Shepherd like we're doing here tonight, right. talk to Shepherd face to face. And we also look forward, you know, we advocate for Shepherd by going to Washington DC a couple of times a year mm -hmm. to talk to, to uh, leaders at the Pentagon we also talk to our congressional delegation quite a bit and we visit those folks in dc to educate them on shepherd's needs and uh, some of their concerns we do that at the state level as well when the legislature's in session in austin uh, we've gone to austin on numerous occasions in support of various uh well not support necessarily but to educate legislatures uh what shepherd's concerns are with any type of legislation that may be impacting their organization. I mean, I, Glenn, thank you so much for, you know, really educating us to what SMAC is, number one, and representing Wichita Falls and kind of giving us a little bit of feedback on how we can get involved and get back to Shepherd. So next yep. time you see those T-38s flying over, or you drive by the base, um, you know, just remember how blessed we are in Wichita Falls. That's right, and blessed to have Glenn Barm. I mean, how much has he done? He's oh been a mayor, gosh. he's been a yes. police officer. Hey, you remember that thing you used to, the videotape thing you used to record uh, confessions with uh, that you gave to us, Glenn? Uh, I still have that thing. I, it's pretty okay, cool. Okay, I want to see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, well, listen, uh, that's all the time we got for this first segment. We are going to take a commercial break. Yes. You're going to see some, some cuteness. Please send us your videos, uh, you know, 15 seconds yeah. right here at Hello at Team Hager. And we'll, you can see those played on either side of the commercial breaks. When we come back, we will be talking yeah. with Marty McKenzie. And that's going to be a, uh, it's gonna, all about the dairy. Yes. A lot of people might not know how much you, you're involved in the dairy farming business. Jackie, we'll get into all of that when we come back with the social space. Hey, welcome back to the social space. I am Eric Crossland. That there is Jackie Hager hey. pouring the milk. Pouring the milk. Uh, if you're just now joining us, you missed former Mayor Glenn Barm telling us all about smack, yes. talking a bunch of smack. 
And now, Jackie, uh, go ahead and tell us about our next guest and what does that have to do with milk? It does. Take a you guess know, here. Uh, first of all, you know, I am a dairy farmer's daughter, ah. and I am a dairy farmer's wife. There's jokes about that. There, <laughs> and I make that commute to Wichita Falls uh, every single morning. So I wake up uh, out in the beautiful Winthorst, Texas area, where there's good old German sausage and lots of milk. But, you brought um, some sausage to work today. I it's did. Delicious. I brought some sausage for the <laughs> Thank team. You. But I'm excited about our next guest. This is Marty McKenzie. He is Vice President of Industry Image and Relations at Dairy Max. And Marty, I'm so excited you're joining us today. I, I wanna just take a, we're diving in, okay? Um, I can tell you the most often asked question I'm getting on my social media and face-to-face -face is the dumping of the milk, especially in the Wisconsin area as we're navigating um, what's going on in the country. Can you give us some information on A, why that is happening? B, why are the shelves uh, sometimes empty of milk? And let us know what's going on in the dairy industry. Sure, Jackie. Um, you know, these are, these are unprecedented times and certainly none of us have experienced what, what we're experiencing now. And, it is uh it's, it's really difficult for all of us and I, I want to acknowledge that first and foremost um you know the milk disposal that's taking place i think really is the result of a couple of factors and and first obviously it's the situation we're in with COVID 19 and a lot of shelter in place uh orders as well as as not not having the opportunity to uh to go to restaurants for schools to be in in session all of those things contribute significantly to uh, to some of the supply chain issues that we're seeing right now. The uh, the milk disposal is is a temporary issue. I mean, we uh, we are very efficient in the dairy industry. From from Chad and and every other dairy farmer's farm, uh, the efficiency there at the farm level moves up the chain to the processing uh, part of the equation as well and a significant part of our dairy production goes to uh, you know not not just not just dairy products that are sold at the grocery store in eight ounce packages or half gallons or gallon jugs sometimes those products are packaged in much larger containers for use in food service and at restaurants and when we lose the opportunity to market those products in those larger containers our processing lines just aren't equipped to immediately convert over to to packaging for families and for sale at, at grocery stores or the retail level. So we're still making cheese, we're still making powder and butter and all of those products, but but there is a limit on what we can can get processed and packaged when we're having to convert as quickly as we've had to convert. Now this situation is getting better every day. Our processors are, are working tirelessly to make sure that that as little milk as possible is is disposed of, um, you know, and I think Chad can probably and other dairymen can speak to this as well. This is the springtime. We have green grass. We have beautiful weather and cows are, are putting every ounce of their energy to to making milk. They're not having to to keep themselves warm because it's a little chilly outside. Uh, they're not having to cool themselves because 
uh, it's it's hot in summertime. This is the ideal time for a cow to be making milk. So we have a little bit of an increase during the springtime in milk production as well. So it's it's kind of a double whammy as it relates to uh, to those things. Um, you know, the second second part of your question, as far as the limiting goes, it, it does go back to the supply chain issue, and and unfortunately, there is there, you know, there's there's not a lot that we can do with decisions that are made at at the store level. Uh, we certainly know that there's not a shortage of milk or dairy products. It is oftentimes just the issue of getting you know getting those products again through the processing line and distributed as efficiently as we would like to and, and again that is that is improving every day we have you know as an organization have worked to have conversations with grocery stores and and ma retail managers there at, at the local levels to encourage them to you know lift those limits and and make sure that that people are able to buy and purchase as many dairy products as they need for their family and and again that's uh that's kind of what uh, what I think some of the frustration is, uh, particularly in agriculture and with dairy farming, is the fact that that uh, that we know there's plenty of milk and there's nothing more disheartening than mm -hmm. to see the the fruits of your labor, the thing that you are most passionate about, be wasted and not utilized like it needs to be. Mr. McKenzie, thanks for joining us. What kind of what kind of positive things is Dairy Max uh, doing during this time? You know, Andrew, that's a that's a great question, and and I think we're seeing an, an unprecedented need with with the the situation with our economy and jobs and unemployment. We've had a, an opportunity to bring together not only our dairy farmers and co-ops in providing milk, but working with our processors in trying to get more more dairy foods available to food banks, and and that has been. Uh, been very successful initiative you know I think uh, just within the last few weeks we've had the opportunity to get more than 60,000 gallons of milk to to food banks throughout our our region and Dairy Max serves about eight states so you know it's uh, it sounds like a, a lot of milk and it is but when you serve uh, the population that that we do in our eight states it, it certainly it certainly is is going to be needed it appears for the foreseeable future and we're grateful for the dairy farmers and uh, yeah. you know the processors and and the others that we're working with to allow for that to happen additionally with schools uh, you know we're seeing a lot of schools out of session and and uh, with that being the case a lot of children are, are in need of, of getting proper nutrition so a lot of our school staff is working to uh, to ensure that meals are being provided to those to those children that that aren't aren't getting the, the nutrition they would have otherwise got in school. So there's an opportunity here that, that we're finding where sometimes these school districts are maybe lacking in the equipment that they need uh, in order to serve remotely or serve in the manner outside of the school building that they're they're being forced to. So uh, through Fuel Up to Play 60 and our work with the Gen Youth Organization, grants are being provided throughout the region uh, that school districts can apply for. They can receive up to $3,000 to go toward either mobile coolers or equipment or sanitation items that, that would help ensure, uh, you know, that these meals are being provided. Hey, thank you, man, Marty. Uh, we've got to move it along here, guys. Appreciate you. When we come back, we're going to be talking to your very own brother. <laughs> All that. When we come back with the social space. Hey.
Hey, how about that, Jackie? Those were commercials. Yeah. You're having a little milk here. Have a little well, milk. I'm trying to help out, man. I, I love milk. I, I, I seriously too. do. I go through a gallon myself a week. Yeah. So I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing my part, guys. Yeah. All right. Up third. And finally, Chad Steinberger, uh, Jackie. Uh, who's this guy? Who is this guy? This guy's my brother. He <laughs> is co-owner with my dad, Robert Steinberger of Textein Dairy in Winthorst, just down the road. Um, and it was important for me um, for us to discuss the dairy industry just as though our hearts are with the beef cattle industry and the oil industry after what's happened this week with the oil industry. You know, North Texas, this is our heritage, oil, cattle, dairy, um, that's important to us. But Chad, I'm so excited to have you. You know, um, I remember... Yeah, I remember Dad telling me last week, you know, he's been milking cows for 70 plus years. Uh, dumping a tank of milk is something no dairy farmer wants to do. So our fingers are crossed that us in North Texas, we're good there. But Chad, what are you guys doing at Textine Dairy to hunker down to weather this storm through this COVID-19? Well, Jackie, you know, it's not just dairy, it's every industry is feeling the, the stress of what's going on right now. And, yeah. and while we've had to deal with some tough things in the past, this is just unprecedented. And um, some of the things that not only me, but all dairymen across the United States are doing, you know, we're, we're eliminating any unnecessary purchases or expenses as best we can. We're here in Winthorpe, we're trying to rely on feeds and products and services that are produced here, either ourselves or produced here locally. And that, that helps not only ourselves, but it helps our local economy. Uh, something all dairies will be doing is reducing herd sizes by selling, uh, selling some animals that are marginally profitable. And while we don't like to do that, we don't like to sell animals, um, it's, sometimes it's necessary. Mm -hmm. So those animals will be leaving the herd. Uh, we'll take advantage of some of the government assistance that's going to happen. It's mm -hmm. going to happen in all facets of the of the United States, and and, the, and it's happening in agriculture too. So your your dairyman's going to be taking advantage of those if they become available. And it, something that Marty talked about earlier, we're going to spread the word. We're going to advertise. We're going to try to promote dairy. Uh, the more product that we can push and 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 sell, and that helps us tremendously. So advertising would be something that would help us uh, get through these times as well. Mr. Steinberger, I've, I've worked with uh, your sister for seven years now and uh, have heard a lot of uh, dairy stories. Um, I have three little girls of my own and there's not a morning that, that doesn't go by that one of them doesn't want chocolate milk or want regular milk. And so um, um, it's, it's nice to see a face behind the product that's uh, so used in our households today. And I just really want to say thank you and uh, thank you for what you do and uh, to tell the community to get out and support uh, those dairy farmers and, and, and support the industry that they're in. So I just, just wanted to say thank you, Chad. You know, Chad, um, I, it, I remember dad coming in the back door. We live across the street from him during the drought and we would shed tears during the drought, thinking we can get through this. No one even saw this coming. So I'm with you, Andrew. I commend the oil field workers. I commend the cattle people. I, my heart, you know, just lies so heavy with the dairy industry and what's going on. And every industry, the restaurant industry, 
any service industry. You know, we, we're gonna get through this and the stories that we will tell when this is over, we'll pass on to our children and our grandchildren. And, um, but it means the world to me to not only Chad, to have you on, but to have the dairy industry represented to represent Shepherd Air Force Base today and to just maybe bring some knowledge to the listener on some data and some things they didn't know. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself, Jackie. Uh, you know, it's just, it's been such a Texas show, like you say, yeah. we got their Shepherd on, we've got dairy and beef are so important yeah. to, to Texas and it's so important to you and I'm glad we get, it's a, it's a special episode and uh, I'm glad we got to talk about all this stuff and yeah. I really thank you guys for coming on. We appreciate your knowledge and um, we think we know who's on the next show, Jackie. We I think do. I think we're going to have a single. I'm not a single mom. Ooh, Yvonne. Uh, we're going to have a, 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 a stay-at-home uh, mom that's now having to teach her kids. How does that happen? You got to learn how to be a teacher now. We're having a principal, a superintendent uh -huh. from Burke Burnett on. Yeah, next week is all about education. Yeah. So how does a mom who works full time all of a sudden? Um, adds the word teacher to her daily duties. You said it so much better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how are the schools navigating this with their teachers and the students? So it's going to be a great show next oh, week. Oh, so great. All right, thank you so much. Once again, if you want to send us your videos of anything yes. cute going on, hit us up at hello at teamhager.com. Send us your kids, your shout out to your uh, nonprofit, yeah. your military, or your, your, your sons overseas you want to say yeah. shout out, a cute puppy, all of that stuff. We'll all take it, Jackie. Stuff. All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Yay. Welcome.